0: What's up, my nerds? This is the Unoriginals comic movie podcast, brought to you by the wonderful phrase that I am learning about week to week, which is time poverty. It is a vicious and continuous cycle that I am once again finding out all about in the past week. Sorry I haven't been able to chat your face for a little while. Uh, Work's been a little bit insane. Been getting one day off a week, and uh, well, I'm usually shoving everything that I've been putting off for the week into that one day, and that includes sleep. So it didn't really leave much time to uh, get to casting, but I'm learning that sometimes things have just got to be sacrificed, and maybe one of those things is going to have to be my sleep in order to do stuff like this. Things like this that I am uh, excited to do, wanted to do, which is cast about the new Eternals movie, which I kind of had to move hell and earth to go watch. It's a three hour movie. And like I said, in a time in my life where three hours of spare time is so rare, I somehow, thanks to the uh, love and support of my wonderful girlfriend, found a way to do had to put off a few things once again gotta switch out rooms and do some cleaning and probably lose some sleep today to do that but that's not the point point is that i made time to go watch this movie and for intense marvel heads i suggest you do the same there is a lot of uh well it's a big lore dump which is good and it's kind of necessary to the next step of whatever phase four is actually for the ongoing longevity of the marvel universe this is going to be one of those things that you're going to have to see eventually maybe you didn't have to see it opening weekend and maybe you can even wait for it to come out on disney plus but this is one of those movies that while you're not going to be familiar with anything you're not going to get a lot of answers that you wanted at least in terms of uh, the MCU, uh, the self-containment of itself. You're not going to know where Captain America went. You're not going to know how Iron Man's doing in the afterlife. Like all of those questions that got laid to rest after Phase 3 are going to kind of stay there. They're showing you with the Phase 4, they're moving forward. And Forward is up and out into space. And my God, it is pretty overwhelming. My plan was to kind of recap uh, in order, but probably not going to happen. I kind of wrote down some notes pretty sporadically. So rather than put them in an order, which will just take more time and once again was we went through, I don't have that much time lately. <laughs> I am time poor as hell. My god. So My plan was just to kind of get on into this and just tell you how I felt about it and uh, we'll just open this with spoiler alert. I am going to spoil the motherfuck out of this movie and probably tell you something that went against probably everything else you've heard or read about. I liked it. I really did. I thought it wasn't uh, the stereotypical Marvel movie that you'd see it's a big cast of characters so in that terms of that like it was a little rough to keep pacing around and there weren't as many big old cgi fights as you were expecting from your good old fashioned marvel movie but you know what that's not a bad thing a lot of the movie as i was watching it there were certain times when i really thought i wouldn't know this was a marvel movie like if i just sat down bought a ticket sat down and just watch the movie without any idea of what the MCU, if this was an MCU movie or not, I don't know if I'd be able to pinpoint it right away. Your basic stereotypical cameos aren't there. Your um, uh, your basic plot structure, like normal, isn't there. A lot of plot holes. Holy shit. There was a lot of why did that happen kind of stuff. And I'm one of those people that, like, I don't really focus on that, I don't really look at things like that, um, I just kind of just go for the ride. You know, I'm not trying to poke holes, I'm not trying to know what's going on or hidden motives, I'm not trying to figure it out before the end. I kind of learned through movie watching that the more you do that, the more you're going to ruin yourself and just just enjoy the ride, like, yeah, you'll get the answers later. There's no need to prove how smart you are by just figuring it out right away. Well, in Sixth Sense, I knew the guy was dead within the first 10 minutes. Really? I'll bet that movie sucked then, because that sounds boring as shit. But as somebody that didn't know what was going on until the very end, I gotta say, it was an impressive movie. And it's kind of the same thing here. The only difference is uh, a lot of them were glaring. A lot of times, I couldn't ignore some of the things that were going on. Certain motives on why people did things. Especially at the end, I was like, fucking why? You did all this. You're just the baddest motherfucker. Why? Like, stick to a... S- s- fucking pick a line. You couldn't... Pick a lane. You couldn't figure this out six days ago? Before you did the heinous shit that you did? Jesus Christ. So it was hard for me to get on board with any of that shit. But... Like I said, overall, I thought it was really good. I did. But... As again, like I said, I kind of went in, I saw a couple of trailers, I knew it was coming out, I saw the cast list and everything, I knew kind of what it was going to be about, I've never read this comic series. I knew a little bit about it, but I just knew the basics, and that's kind of all you need for most of the time. And I'm kind of glad that was the case, because I don't know if I would have enjoyed it otherwise. And I did. I did overall. But like I said, knowing the backstory of kind of what I was getting, I was fully expecting from this movie exactly what I got. And that's lore dump. It was a complete and utter exposition movie. All you were getting was, um, you were getting questions and you were getting answers and you were getting other answers to stuff and maybe, uh, ideas that you never really thought about before or, origin stories that she never even questioned and that's okay because like i said i knew that was gonna what this was gonna be i knew i knew none of these characters what their powers were how they were gonna fit into anything and i also didn't care it was one of those things where i was like phase three's over we have to move on phase four is where it's at here we go i've watched all the uh disney plus series enjoyed them thoroughly for the most part There's no reason to pine for the past. I'm sure we'll get some version of it eventually, but for now, let's just move forward. And let's do the same thing here. So, one of the first things that (laughs) I knew that there was going to be a deaf actress, who she also plays in The Walking Dead, and she does really good. I think she's cute. I think she's good. I don't claim to know what it's like to be deaf or anything. I just know that you know she's engaging, and I'm immersed in in the uh, role she plays, but the one thing I knew before before any of that movie started was I knew that eventually, probably towards the end, I was going to hear that deaf chick's voice. I knew that was going to happen, and indeed it did. And like I said, I try not to be one of those people that are like trying to predict what's going to happen, but that was like a movie production point that I was like, this is going to happen for sure. I'm gonna hear her voice and I thought I'd hear her say maybe like a three word sentence or something or and I knew it might be cringy, but I was on board. And, but I mean I called that and I was right. Like towards the end, uh, Drew's getting the hell beat out of him by Icarus, just getting shot into a mountain with eye beams and she screams and it's heartfelt. But I saw it coming. And it wasn't as cringy as I thought it was going to be. And I was okay with that. The one thing I will say, though, was speaking of heartfelt, was there was a lot of that. Like, we, we get a lot of, in the MCU, a lot of almost no-name actors. Kind of people that you've maybe seen here or there. Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. Probably one of the bigger names. Benedict Cumberbatch, too. But even then, like, these are people that, like... They weren't in blockbusters. You know. Eh, Rob Downey Jr. And to a degree, Ben and Cumberbatch. But, like, there's a lot of people in the MCU. You got, like, Anthony Mackie. You got Sebastian. You got, like, a lot of people that, like, you probably didn't really even notice before the MCU. And this cast was a lot different. Like, I watched Game of Thrones, so I knew, boom, there's two Game of Thrones actors. And when they were on the screen the beginning, I was like, yay. They saw each other again, hooray, you know. Next time I see you, you'll be all in black. Black was always my favorite color. Oh, guess what? I'm going to be a black knight, by the way. I was like, oh, this is cute. Fan service is fun. I'm cool with it. And I was cool with it. But you're getting a lot of name, ba- big name actors. So you got Angelina Jolie. You got Selma Hayek. <clears throat> you got Kit Harington. You got all these people. That are pretty big a-listers and it kind of shows it kind of works out because these like i said these are big names and these are big actors and they really bring it with the emotions like uh i already said spoiler alert so like i said i'm gonna be jumping around i'm not going on here but like um seeing icarus kill off uh ajax like first of all i kind of didn't see that coming I kind of thought the Deviants were doing their own thing, and that Icarus was just the most powerful dude, and just going along. You knew he wasn't, like, the smartest, but, like, I just kind of figured Deviant found some hike out of nowhere. She's just a healer, you know, and as somebody that plays as a healer in games, trust me, you need your backup. You need your tank or something. You can't just be running around as a healer thinking you're going to be that bad. No, 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 you're getting taken out pretty quick. So... I kind of thought that. So when I found out Icarus was one that killed her, I was like, oh, that kind of sucks. I saw one video where the guy said, uh, oh, big surprise. The male white guy is the uh, enemy I told you that. That's how all these movies are going. I didn't really see that coming. But with as big of a uh, names as they are, like I said, they really bring emotions. And like when he lays some uh, Hayek's body there, when he lays Ajax down back on her farm, and he just screams, and you see the emotion, and he starts crying. Like anytime they start crying, like you could really feel it. Like yeah, Angelina Jolie's been doing this for a while, so turns out she can tap right into that, and it shows and it works. You don't really see a lot of that in Marvel. You see crying, but not like that. Like that was just kind of intense. Like, I really felt his pain. It was one of those things where I was just like, wow, he really didn't want to do that, but he really felt like he had to. Another Thanos moment, and that's okay. Because it invoked emotion in me of, aw, you have sympathy for the devil. That's not a bad thing sometimes, I guess. Rolling Stones wrote a whole song about it, so there'll be something to it. But yeah, I... uh, like i said it pays off and you can see it coming in the in their performances and it's really good for what it's worth and i'm not mad about it at all i'm also not mad about the uh what's it called that ride that ride in disney a small world ride where it's just the color of the rainbows of diversity in terms of uh representation on the screen and i personally didn't fucking care like i i wasn't doing cartwheels over it but i also wasn't rolling my eyes over it like uh we had to have the indian guy we had to have a chinese guy like i was okay with it you know like it kind of made sense in terms of like hey we're the ones that kind of got uh human civilization started so but it's not like they can breed. It's not like they they started their races or anything. There might be representatives of it, sure, but I wasn't mad about it. you know I people are throwing fit about it and I, you know what Part of me is like it's about time. you know you can't have a 10 people uh, a 10 deep cast characters and they're all white dudes like you can, you sure can. oceans did it. it worked mostly white, it worked but I guess we're moving in a different direction in terms of Hollywood and I don't know if it's a bad thing, I really don't female leaders and evil white dudes and black guy's not always the weak ass sidekick, I mean he kind of wasn't this one but that's okay, you know, like it's time to move on and base Four is really showing us that and I feel like we should just kind of roll into it you know, maybe it's uh other people's time but even if it's not like who cares it's a comic book movie folks like calm the hell down good lord the fact that other people being represented on screen shouldn't really bother you and if it does maybe you need to look inward maybe there's something a little wrong with you rather than the uh business itself maybe take a look at uh, the mirror there see what goes on there But the one thing, uh, there's a lot of things I liked about this uh, movie, but the one thing I loved, like I said, I went because I knew it was going to be a lore dump. I knew I was going to get some Celestial answers, and boy did I. Because Ajax's power is she's a healer, but she's also the leader of the group because she gets to talk to Arisham, who is the Celestial that uh, she reports to. And he's probably one of the bigger ones. I don't really know what the back history of all the Celestials is. I'm sure there's more than just the five that I know about. But and we saw a glimpse in um, Guardians of the Galaxy where they show you what uh who had the Power Stone originally, and it was uh, one of the Celestials. Slams that thing down and kills everybody. It shows you the power that they got, and it, it, it they they looked big. For sure, especially in that scene. But my god. I went and saw it in 3D. And like I said, I was kind of excited. But when she closes her eyes and goes to speak to her boss, which is Arsham. That nobody's ever talked to except for her. I thought she just like talked to a voice. But instead, they show her getting transported. She transports uh, mentally, maybe astral plainly. Before this dude, and at first I didn't get it, and it, I think they did it on purpose, and it fucking worked because she, I'm watching it in 3D, and I see this little speck in the middle, but bottom to- uh, bottom part of the screen, and just this massive red wall with a few circles on each side, a few half circles on each side, and I'm like, oh, she's talking to a wall, okay. Oh, she's talking to the guy. Okay, well... I don't know, maybe she's, uh... Oh, wait, that's her. Okay, so she's, like, really small. Oh, my God. This massive red wall that I can't even... F- they, they can't even fit on the fucking screen to give you some kind of perspective. This massive fucking red wall is this thing's fucking nose. Oh, shit. Because as somebody that's been reading comics for a while, and been very into the MCU, I knew that Galactus himself was kind of owned by Sony, which is why Fantastic Four is not around, because it's kind of like the Spider-Man deal, like they're part of something else. So I knew that we weren't going to get Galactus anytime soon, but when the Fox merger happened, I was like, alright, we're going to get Galactus, this is going to be dope. You always knew that Galactus was that big. I didn't know Celestials were that big. Like, holy shit. This thing took over the screen. And like I said, the the whole point was to show you that you can't even take it in in eyesight. That's how big these fucking things are. And it worked. Like, I'm... Anything, any problems you got with that movie, fine. That's the one thing that I'm like, no. They fucking nailed that. They took that concept of of being so big and so powerful that you can't even fucking fathom it and they ran with it and they did fucking great with it because i was blown away this is within like 15 20 minutes of the movie which by the way once again just like shang chi i missed the fucking first four or five minutes again can't get any goddamn where on time fucking time poverty that's just really me being fucking mad about time and always had a problem with truancy even now, but missed the first five minutes, but I kind of knew like, okay, I, I walked in and they were doing the whole, uh, <clears throat> they were doing the whole, oh, intro to your people, right? So I missed the scroll scrolling of in the beginning and everything. And I missed, uh, them arriving to earth for the first time. But I did get there to see them take out some deviants that were about to take out the early civilization of man. And their introduction to their powers. And it was one of those things where my girlfriend was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I said, okay. And I walked in the movie theater and I kind of waited up there by the screen watching it. Because I knew it was going to happen. She was going to take forever and she did. But I'm watching this thing go down. And I'm realizing, oh, this is the introduction of your people. Here's their powers. Okay. They're fighting. They're saving people. Nicole really should be here for this. I feel like she's the one that really needs more of this information than me. I was kind of waiting for her, kind of watching it, kind of waiting for her, kind of watching her. I finally went back to the entrance of the theater, and she standing there waiting for me. I was like, I just gave her the, come on. I gave her the whistle, and she was like, <laughs> like it was a byfall that like she was waiting there, whatever. So we went in, and by the time we sat down, the credits started. Into uh, we saw a little bit of it, like the the whole profile scene, where they're standing on the horizon there. Cersei's so giving the knife to somebody, and then the Marvel credits start, and that's kind of where we were settling in, getting our seat and everything. <laughs> and she was like. Is this a trailer i was like no we missed the first five minutes she goes what <laughs> i was like yeah yeah we, we we went to dinner before that's why we always go to the movie first and then dinner after but once again two and a half hours means uh you're on dinner first especially if you go to a six o'clock showing like i did that's not the point point is that uh, much like say chi i miss the first five minutes again but like i said it wasn't really that necessary i'm sure i'll watch it later i'm gonna have to watch it later because there's a lot of shit i missed in terms of just like why did that happen okay whatever we're moving on and one of the things that they did that i loved like i said was the celestials this is a big thing that uh they're showing you the scale of these things and how big they are, and like I said, I loved it. The fact that all I could see was a big red wall and a couple of half circles that look like speakers on the right and left side of the screen, and that's all I could see. That's all I could fathom. That's all I could comprehend. Awesome. Again, that gives you a scale. That's literally like me holding a flea on my finger. That's how big and inconsequential we are. But, much like fleas, a few of them will fuck you up. So, maybe Celestials know that. You know, they're pretty millions of years old. And they're creating universes in the palms of their hands. So, they gotta know something. But, I thought that was really fucking cool. Um, I'm just gonna say right now, at the end of the movie the post post credit scene you oh yeah so you get a lot of uh story building in terms of uh this is cersei she's kind of living the human life with sprite and she's dating this dude it's kit harrington he's got this whole thing and she gave him a birthday present It's uh, oh i looked into your family history and it's a hundreds of years old crest and blah 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 if you know anything about it and you're too nerdy and you then you know about it. you're not nerdy enough i'll just tell you he is what is known as the black knight it is a marvel character with this badass sword that can cut through anything and it's a family lineage thing like his great 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 grandfather was a. Uh, sir galahad and sir galahad had what was called the ebony sword and they introduced you to that character in this movie and while i like kit harrington i'm a big fan of Jon snow and i think he's gonna do really good later i did not give one single solitary fuck about this guy i don't care about his fucking character i didn't care about any of his exposition i i, I was listening like I was like okay it's his birthday okay he's got an uncle okay there's a crest but it was one of those things where I didn't realize it towards the end till till the end but like it was one of those things where I was like you really didn't have to be in this like you really didn't have to be there you could take out all of Dan's scenes and it really wouldn't have mattered <sighs> but it wasn't a bad thing like I said I mean it was interesting to say at least and I'm looking forward to seeing what he does but like as a character which is the black knight I just I never cared in the comics but at the same time I never gave a fuck about black panther either in the comics black panther was just a another badass dude that had an awesome african heritage and wore a velour suit and would fuck you up like that's as far as it really went with the black panther So I never gave a shit. And the fact that he was one of my favorite characters towards the end of Phase 3 really showed you that sometimes you can be surprised. So I'm looking forward to being surprised with uh, Kit Harington's role when it comes to Black Knight. It helps that, once again, I don't know a motherfucking thing about him. So I'm cool with that. His sword looked cool. I'll give him that in the end. And I trust him as an actor. So... Yeah, you know, I'm willing to give it a shot, uh, I'm just saying in the scale of the movie, I just did not give a shit about anything this guy was doing. It was a lot like Shang-Chi. Actually, these movies kind of have the opposite effect, like with Shang-Chi, I didn't give a fuck at all, like I didn't know anything about it, whatever. But I went into it because it's the new Marvel movie, so that's what you do, and I was blown away. I really enjoyed that movie. It was good well paced. It was action-oriented and fucking had me enthralled and engaged. I liked it. Eternals was different. I was excited about it, but it left me kinda eh, Not mad about it, but like I didn't walk away. Like somebody said in one of the videos that they made that they're not gonna remember any of these people's names in four months, and I was like, that's kind of fair kind of with that theoryology cause I was like uh, I, the, I had to write it down. I I don't even remember Makari, the uh the deaf character, the speedster. Not gonna remember her name. Didn't remember it for this fucking podcast. And I wrote it down and researched it before that. That's how much I did not give a shit. Because, like I said, when I went into this movie, I knew it was going to be a lower dump. I knew it was going to be a lot of talking and exposition and explaining and all that shit. And that's exactly why I went. So in terms of that, I got what I wanted. I got some answers. I got some perspective. I got an idea of where we're going in terms of the MCU. We're going out and open into space. And that's cool. I got what I wanted out of that, but it, it kind of was the opposite of Shang-Chi. I was expecting more. I didn't get more. But along the line, same lines of Shang-Chi, I was okay with it. I was I was uh, pleasantly, not surprised, but happy with the end result. Speaking of things I was happy with, the CGI was really fucking good. There was a lot of times where I uh, couldn't really uh, tell. I could tell, obviously, that things... A Deviant, I've never seen that before. They didn't make a puppet of it, so it's clear to CGI. But, in terms of, like, interactions with it and everything, like, CGI was really fucking good in this movie, and it probably had to be because it wasn't, uh... It wasn't the Star Wars prequels level of CGI in terms of, like, we're really relying on it. But, like, when they did, it worked. And they had to kind of rely on it for a lot of different shit. But it worked. Like there wasn't a time. There were. There was actually a time when I was like, "That's a blue screen," or "That looks fake as shit." Like they're fighting this fucking deviant, and I was like, "Okay, this looks like it all looked really fucking good," and I had to give them credit for it. Um, because a lot of the scenes that not just the fight scenes, but also the what the emergence. That whole scene, that lore dump was fantastic. First of all, that that fight scene in uh, London where she kind of has to tell Dan about... Dane. Dane. She kind of has to tell Black Knight about who she is and everything. That it worked out. But they fought a deviant. It looked really cool. And at one point, you kind of get a sense of her powers, which is she can turn shit into shit. Bus is coming, it flips over, it's going to kill them all, so she turns the bus into rose petals, and when she did it, <laughs> that was one of those times when I was like, oh, I gotta get out of my own head, because the bus flips, she turns into rose petals, and all I could think is, so is that driver turned into rose petals too? Like, any people on the bus, are they all dead? Because that's a fucking rough one. And then the driver pops out of this pile of rose petals, and she's like, are you okay? Okay, cool. And I was like, you know what? Good. Thank you for fucking pointing that out. I remember I was watching the Speed Racer and like all these cars are blowing up and I'm thinking, what the fuck? These racers are just dead. Like this intense fucking uh, race they got put on is is, is incredibly dangerous and you don't have any kind of fail save. These drivers are just fucking dead. How do you not go through drivers every fucking day? Oh, whenever there's about to be a crash, they do the whole demolition man thing where they're covered in styrofoam balls and popped out and they showed that every time and I kind of respected that because I was like, okay, alright well, at least they answered that question you got fucking nosy fuckers like me that are like, hey, uh, those people died that sucks, oh, okay, they're not Okay. and it was the same thing here like she turns that bus into rose petals and all I thought was, that driver's dead oh, the driver's alive, okay well, they answered that question, thank you, I appreciate that there's a lot of questions that I was appreciate them answering. And, uh... I was very, very cool with that. Once you get into the, uh... The real lore dump after, uh... After Ajax dies and they uh, give the Sphere to Cersei... She's trying to figure out how to talk to Arsham. And eventually she figures it out. And Arsham's like, oh, okay, I'll just go and fill you in. Which, the way that... The way that came down was kind of like, uh i, I want to use kmart because i like using kmart but it's kind of like uh it's kind of like uh the 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 brand new walmart or the brand new manager of kmart came in one week before they were about to shut down and the general manager was like ah oh, cindy quit okay what's your name becca all right becca i'm gonna explain to you exactly what's gonna happen in seven days and i just need you to kind of be on board with it The train's already moving we're shutting the store down So you're just kind of here, and I need you to be okay with that. And if you can do that, you're going to get a decent severance package at the end. But until then, just need you to hold out for seven days. It's kind of where it was at with that. She was like, hi, I'm Cersei. He's like, I know you are Cersei, right on. Okay, here. Um, We're about to blow this fucking world up. Oh, by the way, you're a robot, and uh, none of this shit matters. I'm going to keep all your memories, and all your bullshit that you've been doing for 7,000 years doesn't mean shit Alright, I'll see you in a week. Like, like, that's kind of how it all went. I I was kind of like laughing about it to myself. That was after though, because while he's explaining it, I am just on the edge of my fucking seat. Like, holy shit. Okay. These all these internals are made. The world is a fucking egg holy shit like fucking that maybe that explains a lot i'm thinking about vibranium and like the fact she can turn shit into other shit metal into other metal i was like okay maybe she did that maybe maybe vibranium's part of the fucking slush i had so many fucking questions running through my head and i'm excited to fucking explore the answers to that in the coming months but that was one of the things that like i, I that's what i was there for i wanted that fucking lore dump, and motherfucker, did i get it and I'm so thankful for it. Cause like it is a fish on a water tail in terms of like I'm not a leader, I don't know. Well well I'm gonna fucking bring you up to speed real quick. And I love that 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 emergency scene where you 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 see it's a hand that comes through, followed by a head, followed by an explosion of a planet, and a celestial is born. And that's what's gonna happen to Earth in a few days. And I was blown the fuck away. I thought it was awesome. That was really fucking cool. <clears throat> I thought, well, Captain America and Iron Man ain't stopped this shit, so i uh, glad the Eternals are around. I'm glad, glad for that. And I thought that was really, really fucking cool. Like, the fact that CGI was that good. And it really, like I said, brought scale to everything. Well, I'm glad you fought for the Infinity Stones and shit, but... We've shown you with the time variance authority that A, stones don't matter, and B, now, none of this matters, because it's all one big old fucking egg, so, enjoy that, and I did. Speaking of, uh, coming out of it, <coughs> the, uh, yeah, I got Westworld Android vibes out of that, I wrote that down and thought, yeah, that's kind of what I got out of it, like, there at one point, she he's showing her, hey, guess what? There's 10,000 copies of you, maybe out there. You know what I mean? And somebody brought up the fact that, like, this chick, I think, maybe played in Captain Marvel. Or there was a chick that looks like her in Captain Marvel as one of the soldiers in the very beginning. And they were like, it could have been her. Like, fucking, how the fuck does anybody know? Honestly, there's that many copies of her. Could be anywhere. I was like, huh. Now that I think about it, that gives me, like, a Battlestar Galactica vibe where, like, all of a sudden, there are these people that look like each other identically and you're like I'm not a Cylon neither is that person that looks like me. ah shit we're Cylons <laughs> there's a lot of that going on uh, there th- th- there could be more of that going on. I don't really know but I think it's cool to think about what we'll see when we find out. Uh, I'm jumping around here so in the end the uh, the hands coming out just like you saw in the emergency scene in the uh, in the lore dump that hand's coming out and it's slowly coming out his name's tiamat by the way they kept saying that fucking name and i was like i don't know who the fuck that is oh okay i guess that's the actual celestial i didn't know you named it feel like it's a lot like a pet you fucking name the rat that's running around your fucking house now it's harder to kill you're gonna have to kill it eventually but now you named it so now it's gonna be fucking worse same thing here i was like you guys named the celestial you'll know you're gonna try and take out what the fuck is the matter with you So that's his name, Tiamat. But when they were fighting to stop Tiamat, that was a whole fucking thing. The real interesting thing about it was the fact that uh, in the middle of it, they're trying to stop Tiamat from coming out, which is a world ending thing. And they're also trying to stop Icarus who can beat the fuck out of any of them at once which was rough because we've seen invincible if you've seen invincible or the boys holy shit like this dude could murder all of you i i didn't make it through much of invincible but i did see the head leader kill all the fucking justice league of that universe and holy shit i was that's all i was thinking about i was like oh my god you guys are gonna die like like real bad if you guys have always been depending on him to take out deviants and shit you even say the line, even Icarus couldn't kill the deviant. Like, oh, well, then it takes four of us to take one of them out, but he can take four of them out by himself. If that's the case, this guy's going to kill you. And they bring that up too. Like, fuck, we're not, we're not going to have enough power to defeat this dude. Yeah, you're not. Your healer's dead. So that's going to be a problem. But uh, they're trying to fucking stop this uh, world end event and they're trying to fight Icarus and in the middle of that the deviant that fucking killed two of their people shows up and I was like why why now because now we gotta fucking are they all gonna come together to kill this dude like why the fuck would Icarus even try to kill this dude he kind of fed this dude two of his own people so now we're fighting each other there I guess <sighs> you guys are gonna have to split off and and they do Apparently, there's this thing in the comic where uh, Athena eventually gets with one of these uh, deviants and falls in love, and they kind of hint towards that. Like, it, it gives off some hardcore rapey vibes. I didn't really like that at all. I not, not knowing about that in the uh, comic universe, I was just like, why the fuck is this happening? Like, he's kind of using Gilgamesh's voice who they didn't really establish were in love but like you know he kind of loved her maybe he just didn't have a chance maybe it was one of those 90s shows where it was like well i'm with the hot chick but like she never gave me the time of day or maybe they were just hardcore friends that's a thing probably i don't know but he uses his Gilgamesh's voice to lure her into calming down so that way he can bring her to a sense of vulnerability. So that way he can tie her up and capture her. So that way he can take her powers. And it's really cute. Supposed to be. But from my point of view, I was like, this is horrifying. Like this was one of the scariest fucking moments in the thing. Because she's like kind of falling for him and kind of okay with it. And he kind of caresses her cheek with one of his fucking tendrils I was as he's got her hands tied behind her back and I'm sure that's some kinky shit but I, I did just two hours before this watch uh, some fucking on screen like I've never seen in a Marvel film it's a lot of times implied but this is the first time you see a fucking sex scene with Icarus and Cersei fucking on a beach I was like holy shit this is uh this is real like god damn and that was towards the beginning of the movie so I was really expecting like 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 decapitated motherfuckers everywhere <laughs> like i thought this could be a gore fest but it kind of wasn't and that's okay but then towards the end they Ath- athena is fighting this deviant by herself which we've kind of established you can't fucking do that you're gonna need a couple but even then i was like oh so you're just gonna take this thing home by yourself well, you're dead, and he's going to come out with your power. That's fantastic. And it didn't go that way. I'm really glad it didn't, because at the very end, she pulls out a knife, cuts the tendrils that were cutting her hands, or, ca- or or tying her hands, and then chops this dude fucking face off into 40 different pieces, and I was very cool with that, because I was like, oh, thank God. Because I thought it was going to go one of two ways. Either A, she was going to get seduced by the dark side, or B, it was... Uh, She's just going to die. And he was going to get her power. And then he was going to run back out there and try and fucking kill him while the world's ending. Like, uh, it was a lot. Th- that last act was kind of rough. Because it was like, I don't want all this focus pulled. I didn't care. I was like, I... I... Once that Deviant showed up, I was like, no. Y- you had two hours. And you did nothing with it. So... I don't give a fuck about what you're doing right now. You can either fuck off and die or don't. Like, these are your options. We're dealing with fucking world ending here. So, kindly get fucked. Speaking of get fucked, where the fuck was Kingu in the last fight? Like, I get it that you're not going to choose a side. You're really big friends with Icarus and you really adore him. You don't really agree with everything that's happening, and you're going to go all Switzerland on it, and you're not going to fight, but you're not going to (sighs) fight. Fine. Whatever. But the Unimine gets made, and it's like... You know they could use your power to, you know, either take out Icarus or put TM Out to sleep or whatever the fuck they needed everybody's power for. They could use that and they could use your power, but you just fuck off, like (laughs) really? Like I get it. He's not gonna. I don't want to fight Icarus. He's my friend, and uh, I don't want to kill you guys. Uh, I don't want the world to end. Like pick a side, motherfucker. Yeah, your mind. Jesus Christ. It's not all movie which is clearly all a movie but in this instance it's, it's not all a movie fucking pick a side. And if you're not going to pick a side, at least be there for them to help, be like you for you to use them for, for them to use you to help. They just needed your fucking uh power. They didn't really need your goddamn help which they probably could have used your help like you got projectile powers, you could have at least slowed Icarus down or something and instead you decide to I assume let your assistant videotape you jerking off, which, uh Yeah, you know, I guess I'd watch that. Whatever. You, you worked hard. You look good. Sure. Speaking of which, I really liked that guy, too. He was clearly the uh, comedic relief. Not just King but his assistant. Like uh, That was a great team, I thought. I'd like uh, a little more backstory on that. And I'm probably going to get that because I imagine that's going to be something. Uh, it's just in my head that that's going to be something. Like... You're going to see that final fight play out from his perspective. I'm sure he's on a mountain or somewhere being recorded and doing the whole fucking talking and shit. And eventually his assistant's going to be like, why aren't you down there fucking helping, dude? Come on. And he's going to get the speech from him. Something similar to that. And I'm okay with that, too. But I was watching that movie thinking, what the fuck is that dude that could really help right now? He got the fucking fastest who can throw out fucking technological advances and shit which is helpful but you know what would really help while uh, Icarus is being fucking chained down is some dude shooting fucking photon balls at him that'd be helpful too yeah that'd be real helpful then maybe Angelina Jolie wouldn't have to possibly almost get raped in a cave you piece of shit Jesus Christ writing these times down for edits, fuck speaking of no reason speaking of it doesn't make sense I get why uh, Icarus would commit suicide towards the end I mean, he killed Ajax because she wanted to do what he inevitably did in the end anyway for love with Cersei because he really wanted to be with her and all that shit So he lends his power to stop Tiamat, which he kind of killed maybe for sure one person, but technically two of his very close friends that he's known for 7,000 years. So that way this fucking emergence event can happen. And then he just goes against it for Cersei and then he kills himself. I'm just like, dude, you what? You're the most powerful out of them all. They could probably use your help and you fuck off like that. Like... You got some atonement to do. And if you can't face it... Like, I get that part, I guess. Like, oh, I killed one of my best friends. The leader. And... I really liked Gilgamesh, too. He was literally the most powerful next to me. And now I'm gonna go fuck off into the sun. So now... (laughs) If you look at it from a... uh, From a video game standpoint... Both your DPS and your tank are dead. And your healer are gone. So now it's just... What? A seven-man crew of fuck off? Like... You got your buffer with Sprite, who doesn't do that anymore, apparently. I want to be a real girl. <sighs> Fine. From a movie production standpoint, I get it. Like, she can't stay that age forever. She's going to have to age out, so you might as well just get on board with that now. But that was a weird part of the end, too. It was like, oh, by the way, I've got enough power to, uh, what, just take your powers, I guess? She's just taking them, and I don't know. That that part fucked with me, too, because I was like, alright, well, they just saved the world, and now you're going to turn a human. It's fine, I guess, because, I mean, crisis averted and everything, and mission accomplished. You might as well just go ahead and be happy, and whatever that means for you. Sure. But it was just like, really? Like, Icarus just died, and... Tiamat just got stopped. And Athena about got raped. But we're going to make sure that... You <laughs> you get to be a real girl. <laughs> just like, what? And that also, maybe the question... Does she still have her powers? Because like I don't even know if I'd want to be able to do that. I don't know if I'd make that sacrifice. Like, yeah, I'd like to grow up. But at the same time, I also like my illusion powers. Do I have to give those up too? Because I don't know if I'm going to do that. So... I mean, eh, that's what she wants, kudos, but like when I think about it, I'm like, I don't give that shit up, I'd I'd be like, no, we're good, can I keep my powers, no, then I'll just stay a kid, fuck it. I don't like to, uh, I like to point out certain things, not point them out, but, uh, I don't like to flex my nerdness too much but I knew I, I, like I said I, I just like to be along for the ride let's just enjoy but the second I heard fucking Pip the Troll fucking talking I knew it was Patton Oswalt right the fuck away I knew it was Patton Oswalt which is funny because that's the post credit scene cause you get to learn about Star Fox which no idea about that shit but I knew that was Patton Oswalt all day I was like, oh, that's bad Oswalt. And, like, and Harry Styles. I was like, holy shit, okay. This is a dude that I ain't mad at. I like that song, Golden. So, you know what? Sure. Fucking come on in. I don't give a shit. Watch Warm. Anybody could be at it. Shit. Um, which is a stark contrast to the end because right before Dane Whitman touches that, uh, touches that sword, a voice comes out and says, I wouldn't do that if I were you, Mr. Whitman, or... Are you sure you're ready to do that mr whitman or something like that and i was like oh it's a voice and they didn't show you who it was and i was like Ugh. i rolled my eyes and i was like all right i'll find this out later and nicole looks at me who was irritated as fuck that she's got to sit through the credits now because she i don't think she realized that she was she saw the end credit or the mid credit ending and she was like all right cool star fox it's pat and oswald all right Starts gathering her stuff up she was like all right well that was uh that was an okay movie I was like you did great you you didn't ask too many questions I barely heard you snore through the whole thing I'm really proud of you but if you can give me five more minutes there's another credit scene she was like Ugh. <laughs> and I didn't blame her because I was right there with her honestly I was like yeah I'm, uh, I don't know want stick around for this either but uh, she's like can not you just look at it on the internet I was like yeah yeah, I can. So anyway, we're going to sit here for this. And uh, I'm going to look up, look it up on the internet anyway. So, But yeah, you, you get to the end of it. And the voice says, I wouldn't touch that, Mr. Whitman. And she's like, I know who that was. I was like, you do? Because I didn't even know. I was like, I kind of heard it. I wasn't really paying attention. But when... It, When stuff like that happens, when it's a clear mystery cliffhanger, I'm just like, no, I'm not falling for this. I'm just going to go research this shit later. So I'm not even going to walk out questioning what it is. She was like, I know who that was. That was Nick Fury. I was like, huh, that would make sense. And It did kind of sound like Nick Fury, so I kind of walked out thinking, alright, that was Nick Fury, right on. But then I looked it up, and it turns out it was the guy that plays Blade. So, looks like Blade and the Black Knight are going to be doing the whole buddy cop movie which is fine i'll watch it you know i ain't, I ain't hating on it you know blade kind of started the whole bullshit and i still love those movies so I don't know, it's been a while since i watched it i don't know if they actually hold up but i'm sure they do probably i don't know but i guess uh, they're probably gonna combine some of the ebony blade lore because in the comics, it was weird. It was like, it was a blade that was made by like the dark symbiote shit, but then a fake one got made by Dracula himself. And I'm sure they're going to just combine it all, because like, I don't even want to deal with all that shit. Like, oh, well, I had the mo- <laughs> I had sword of the first movie, and it turns out it wasn't the sword in this next movie. Like, I don't fucking care. Just make it one. Just put all that shit into it. I don't care. Like It was a symbiote sword and then Dracula imbued it with some power. I don't give a fuck. Whatever it takes. Just just do it that way. There's really no reason to do the double sword bullshit. But it was just funny because she called it. I didn't even think about it. And we were both wrong. So yeah, Blade and Black Knight in the movie soon. I thought the Deviants looked like Edge of Tomorrow Monsters the Live, Die, Repeat movie I thought they looked almost exactly like that and I I liked that movie too so you know I'm not saying it's a bad thing or anything not at all hmm I'm just saying that's what they look like and like I said that's really a tribute to their CGI stuff because it looked good it really did Um, yeah, yeah. Their spaceship was cool. It was just a big old what triangle, but you know, whatever. I mean, wasn't mad about it. It looked alright, I guess. I think it was first time we've ever not the first time, but one of the more memorable times we've ever seen a healer leader. Um, Ajax was your the, the people's healer and uh she was the one in charge, and that's kinda nice to see sometimes. It's like I said, if somebody plays kind of exclusively as a healer in most games that's kind of my I'm a heal slut that's what I do I really like that's my favorite aspect of games I've been playing games so long that killing and you know fighting is the mainstay and I've been doing it long enough that I'm like ooh, healing is a nice challenge like it's still somewhat kill but I'm really focused on my teammates now which when it comes to games, that's really what I like anyway, is the teammate teammate aspect of it. So I might as well cater to them while they do all that shit, because A, they're way better at killing than I am, and B I, I kinda have more fun in support roles. So it was really kinda nice to see that uh the leader of this crew was a healer. And Sam Hayek, because I like Sam Hayek. I'm a little biased on that. Uh, one of my other favorite things about this movie was the uh, moments in history that they included like you know your Athena was Athena the goddess and Icarus was the whole fucking flying too close to the sun thing which he totally did but they made that up in terms of it they show you the Hanging Gardens of Babylon the Sumerians and shit like that they'll tell you that Gilgamesh was the Gilgamesh that was the ancient Sumerian king and shit who was also like what in the in translations and texts and things they figured out like he was this giant dude I like the the lore behind all that shit like what in some of the ancient stories he was like fucking 12 feet tall or something like that so I like the fact that at one point they were like hey Gilgamesh you want to just run shit and he was like ah sure I'm not doing anything for the next couple hundred years so he did and I thought that was cool. They they, they combined all these moments in uh, history, which technically, which I don't even know the fuck that. I, I I don't know. Well, whenever the fucking Europeans fucking got massacred or massacred the uh, Aztec people, I guess. Uh I but that did kind of crack me up because when they go to see fastest, they realize that they show you that in 1945, he was kind of responsible for the atomic bomb. And he was broken hearted over it. And he realized that he, he... He says the line... Uh, "Dagu was right. The mind controller kid. He was right. Um, we should They aren't worth saving. But at the same time, during that whole fucking... Rape and pillage of the Aztec people... He was the one that stopped it all. Because he wanted to save humanity. So I was like, what the fuck was he talking about? I don't, I don't know if that was one of those editing mishaps you know what I mean like that was a production floor thing where they were gonna go a different way and then they ended up not going that way and they just left it there I'm not exactly sure but I mean it worked I guess I don't know I just thought it was weird cause I was like mmm okay cause he seemed like the only one that actually gave a fuck about people Well, that's neither here nor there I'm not mad about it um I don't know if I mentioned this already but the Pink Floyd music Time was played over the Marvel credits I think I mentioned that I thought that was awesome um, one thing I really thought was cool because like uh going along with key moments in history the uh, they, they were part of a lot of the moments in history or at least they were there for him I don't know if they influenced some of them or not, but they were definitely there for it Michelle um, fastest hands movement though. Mimicked a lot of Doctor Strange's wizardry wizardry hand movements, and I thought that'd be a cool connection because, uh, like, at one point he does the whole clasp his hands, go on left and right side while clasped, and then two fingers up and thumb out, and that's how he controls something. And I was like, that's a fucking Doctor Strange move. So, could it be that a lot of the wizard shit that you see in the MCU was all done? Started from all this, because clearly they're showing you that, like, all the fucking superpower people basically came from these people. Which is why you want to see it, because it's an origin story, but it's, like, the origin story. So, when I saw those sand movements, I was like, so is he responsible for fucking ancient magic, too? Because that's pretty fucking cool. Jury's still out on that one, but I, I still thought that would be alright. Uh, the one thing I'm not really sure about, though, is, along with that, is the timeline. I don't know when this is after the blip. I, I, I'm i not sure. Because, like, Far From Home is six months after the blip. And what, Falcon Winter Soldier is six weeks after it? Wanda- WandaVision is six weeks after it. I want to say Falcon Winter Soldier is a few months after it. And Loki is for it. Yeah, so... I'm not exactly sure where the timeline is on this I just know it's post blip and that's not good enough honestly like I need to know because if that's the case then feel like spider-man far from home they should have fucking went by that thing that was like oh here's part of a hand and a fucking face something that we don't even know what it is also we saw this kind of figure this massive looming figure above earth rip people out from the earth and take them away in a red black hole I'm not going to mention that Spider-Man Far From Home. I mean, probably should have if it was after that. Man, jury's still out on the timeline on that one. I'm not sure. So I'm looking forward to uh, finding out which one that is. Because, I mean, that's so weird that no one will bring up the fact that a part of Celeste poking out of the Indian Ocean, if that's the case. Um, one of my favorite things I did like was that uh, how uh, King has int- reintroduced himself as descendants of himself throughout time that's how he stayed quote unquote young and was a movie star for 100 years I thought that was really fucking cool because I feel like if you're going to be in the limelight like that you're going to have to figure out a way and indeed he did I'm going to throw a mustache on fucking I'm going to fucking <laughs> put a beard on this time who cares fucking, I thought that was pretty fucking cool but it really shows you that with all these uh, revelations when it comes to superpowered beings, where do Asgardians play in this? Because at last count, Thor was 1500 years old, which means he's kind of a fucking. He, and he acts like a teenager in the fucking movies, don't get me wrong. That means he's kind of a fucking teenager. And especially compared to, like, these Eternals. Like, they are old as fuck. They're 7,000 years old. Like, they've been around a while. And now fucking fucking Kingu says that Thor used to follow him around. So it's like, huh. We're missing some shit here. Missing a lot, actually. That worries me. It... Doesn't worry me, but it does make me kind of concerned how this is going to lead the MCU. Specifically for me in the comics, I was always geared towards the street level stuff. I was always watching the Cap, or I was always reading Captain America and Iron Man, and just the main New York shit. Like that's there were so many fucking avenues that you could go down, like Moon Knight and Punisher. I read Punisher too, but there was so many things that you could do, and one of them was like the astral shit. They did uh, the Annihilation. Run during the Civil War run. we right after it. And I remember I remember thinking, no thanks. Because that really focused on, like, Nova. And, like, just Silver Surfer. And, like, all the cosmic shit. Just all the shit out there. That was all the shit out there. And I never really focused on that. Like, I was really just an X-Men and Avengers kind of guy. Like, that was plenty. You know what I mean? Didn't want really to get too involved on the rest of the stuff. And this movie really shows that they're going up and beyond, and uh, I think it's going to be a little bit different, because like with the comics, I was like, no thanks, I don't want to get into all that shit. With the movies and everything, I'm kind of okay with it, because it's like, well, it's, it's a little bit different, you know, I don't have to get fucking 90 different comics in order to get the story. I'll probably have to watch five different movies, which, as we s- just talked about, time's a little bit of an issue, so... We'll see how I get to that, but... I mean, the reason I really like it is because, uh, you know, it's a all that stuff is a bit beyond badass shield player, cool super suits, you know. Makes all that, all the space stuff makes all that stuff feel really insignificant, and that's probably the point. And a lot like the comics, I'm into the lore, movie-wise, so... I'm, I'm in for the ride, you know. This was the this was the first foray really into it, and I'm on board. I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't mad about this movie. I wasn't angry. I wasn't. I was a little bit bored, but I was also okay with it. Like it, it moved at a fast enough pace for me, at least, not to Nicole, but to me. That it answered some questions, it brought up some questions, and it made me wonder. And that's kind of all I really want out of a movie. Um, and along with questions, it made me ask all kinds of ones. Like Icarus decides that no, Ar- Ar- Aramiset, the... our celestial's goal is good. We're bringing out Tiamat, and that's how it should be. Then he changes his mind, and I thought that was a little weird. But it it bring. Somebody brought up a good point. If Olympia was never real. But they all swore it was real. They're going back to Olympia. But if it was never fucking real, they were all made on a fucking spaceship. So how do we know that the Celestials' plans and form of reproduction is legit? And then I'm like, because you know, maybe they got a, maybe he had a point. Maybe this has to be happen this way. However, if the fact that they were lying to you about that how do you know you're not lying about that maybe he's just breaking this fucking planet to build up his army so that way he can take over something else and that new galaxies are never gonna get formed you're never gonna fucking know this just goes to show you start lying to people about shit then they have no fucking reason to believe you so don't be pissy that you're Eternals decided to go against you and if they never bring up Galactus or Heralds then I feel like these are the Heralds of a Galactus and in terms of that I'm okay with it I was always wondering how they're gonna bring in Silver Surfer and Galactus and all that stuff and if this is the way they're gonna do it I'm okay with it because it's pretty close I mean well that's all I could think of most of the time. I was like if these guys are Heralds then this is kind of perfect you know Uh, I thought that was really cool considering we're going to have a hard time getting into that in terms of legal shit I thought it was awesome personally all these Eternals are just heralds and all these heralds decided no we want to save the earth and good for them you know and hell good for us but the fact that he was like I will be judging I was like okay this is going to be cool and it's uh, it's, it's going to be worth it um, I love that Icarus shot uh, Fastos' wall and calls it that he has extra protection because in the movie he was like I'm not using my powers anymore, I'm raising a kid and Icarus is like really, and he shoots his fucking glass window, or his glass door and it gets stopped by Fastus' uh, protection magic shit, technology shit and he gets all pissed off because he's like, "You shot that shit with my son in the other room," which, that's a total old dad move too. Like, motherfucker, I don't, I know we're friends, but I'll fuck you up if you do that around my kid again. Like, I, I get that shit, like right on, dude. But I like how he just straight fucking called him on it. it was like, hmm. and that's where it leads to the trailer scene where what's this table made out of vibranium and breaks it in half on accident? He's like, IKEA asshole. <laughs> Um, one of the things that really confused me was, uh, Makarai on the ship. She was just fucking, I, when everybody split their different ways, she was just like, nah, I'm just gonna hang out in the ship and, uh, what, eat Twinkies and McDonald's whenever I feel like it. And, which sounds good. I should get some of that before. Oh, fuck, it's pretty late. But yeah, I thought that was really funny that <laughs> she's just like, Hanging out in the fucking ship, which, which fucked me up because they're walking through the ship, which they just brought out of fucking Iraq, which I thought was kind of fucking awesome, by the way. This is the holy land everybody's fighting over, and now you find out, oh, there's a real reason why, because there's really answers here. They bring the ship out, and they step on a bag of chips, and the first thing I thought was, who the fuck's got chips in this ship? Hasn't this ship been underground for centuries? Like, who the fuck... Oh, the deaf chick's here. Okay. Does she just leave and go get food and come back? Like, what the fuck is going on? I really kind of wish they would have focused on that. And maybe it's one of those things where they'll show another movie where, well, what'd you do for 40 centuries? Oh, I did this. I was hanging out here. What'd you do? Oh, I made fucking runs and read books. I, I, It really was one of those things. It was kind of like, uh, I know I made the fucking Kmart reference earlier, but it's really like, <laughs> almost uh, if uh, though I was thinking about it earlier if they were like okay listen we, we made all these characters in the MCU and we're going to make Infinity War but you've only got 40 minutes to do it so you're going to have to shovel past a lot of shit This movie was like two and a half hours long, and I still kind of feel like they needed more time (laughs) because there were questions that I wanted answered. There were things that I wanted known. There was all kinds of things like, like, what was she doing on that ship forever? Like, there's all, you know, I kind of got invested in these characters, so I'm like, I kind of want to know what they were doing. Now I imagine this was a big enough movie, so they're probably gonna focus on that eventually and give us some answers, but. That is one of the things I want to know. Like, what were you doing that whole time? I'm kind of curious. I like uh, how they called it the Unimind. And everybody was like, the stupid fucking name I've ever heard. Which, fair. And they're like, no, we got a brainstorm. Brainstorm, that's a good... I was like, that is a good fucking name, honestly. <laughs> if you guys are going to come together and make a fucking power, the Brainstorm is a way better name than Unimine. But the Unimine was made in, like, 1970, so whatever. We just got to go with it. Some traditions have got to be fucking stay, staying here. And some, some things have just got to get done, like... uh like bringing up Thanos a bunch, which I'm totally cool with because the Ajax brings up the fact that Thanos delayed the emergence and the blip, the blip inspired them to now get involved. Like why? That was the one thing I like a lot of people pulled from the movie was that that was one of the questions I want answered. Why weren't you guys there for Thanos or the battle of New York or any of that shit? we can't get involved unless deviants are involved okay thanos has a deviant gene he is an eternal you all knew that why the fuck didn't you get involved now to be fair they wouldn't have known about it until like what until he'd been there for four minutes because really he was only on earth for like four minutes like he was there to fucking get vision stone he pretty much got everybody else's shit before getting there. And then, that was the last thing he needed. So he took out Wanda, grabbed the stone, made the snap. So I don't even know if any of Eternals would have been there to stop him. I think the only one that could have done it was Icarus. And he already knew what was going to happen. Why he was there. Like, fucking Ajax already told him. So I was like, well, maybe he wouldn't give a fuck about that. But it, it did make me curious that Ajax mentioned that once everybody, once the Hulk brought everybody back with a snap, that's what really inspired her to try and save the world. Which, you get the hint that she'd wanted to do that for a while, and Ashram shut that shit down immediately. <laughs> that was a great fucking scene, by the way. I'm looking at this red wall, and she's like, I can't help but feel that these people are different and that weekend he was like do not get attached to these people you know why we're here i was like oh shit actually that was around the time that i was like oh my god that's his nose <laughs> this thing is fucking huge oh my fucking god but i i, I, I it just it still didn't really answer a lot of fucking questions like why the fuck weren't any of you involved in any of this shit now, the obvious answer is that it was made five years after any of that other shit was made. But, if you're going to retcon shit like that, you need solid answers as to why. And I guess that's a solid answer. That's an an answer, not a solid one. I was just like, ugh, whatever. And, uh but there were a lot of questions that still need answered from this movie. And, uh... Honestly, I'm kind of looking forward to the rest of the phase four and to see what kind of answers they're going to give me. Because, like I said, combine that with uh, the beacon that's been calling people from Shang-Chi, the last cre- end credits, and this whole movie and their end credits, too. I'm pretty fucking hopeful. Like I said, I didn't hate this movie. Like, I really thought it was pretty fucking good from another standpoint probably nicole's she would say no she didn't like it it was boring as hell and she wanted to go home but to be fair she wanted to go home and she thought it was boring so duh and i'm sure a lot of other people did too but as a mcu diehard, i'm clearly biased and i will tell you the truth in terms of what i feel is the truth which is the movie wasn't that bad i wasn't like coming over it, you know, and jerking off. the entire. Yeah, I was during the celestial moments. I will say that, but over, under, like, I'd give it a solid seven, eight, maybe. Like, I thought it was pretty fucking good. Like, like it did exactly what I needed it to do. It gave me the lore dump that I needed. It gave me some answers that I needed. It showed me where we're going in the next phase. And the rest of this time, like, guess what? You You're not, We're not sticking on Earth anymore. We're going to expand out. You're just going to have to get on board. And I'm on board. I mean, I like Harry Styles. I like the song Golden and uh, a couple others, I'm sure. I, I got used to Watermelon Sugar. You know what I mean? So, and he's with Patton Oswald And I'm a, fucking, I'm a diehard Patton Oswald fan. So, like, wh- wh- where they're going with this, I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's expanding. And it, it's probably going to be too big in terms of scope. And we're probably going to lose a lot of people. But that's okay. Like, that that'll that, that's going to happen in terms of comics, in terms of, uh, well, going any kind of different direction and just having to break away. Cause we can't just do it like normal comics do where they're just like reset. Like I'm just not having that shit. So this is good. The fact that we're moving forward and it's different and it's something new, it makes me hopeful and, uh, makes the future look bright. Maybe a little boring, but, uh, that's okay. Not all of it has to be fucking flashy shooter'em up laser shit you know sometimes it can just be a bunch of talking and sometimes it can just be some fucking emotions and sometimes they can be confusing emotions and sometimes they can be happy ones and just different doesn't mean bad just means different. And while this was very different, I don't think it was bad. I think it like I said I there were moments I forgot I was watching an MCU movie. They'd mention Thanos. And I'd be like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's a good point. This is a fucking post-Blip movie. I keep forgetting about that. And if you can do that, if, if a movie can make you do that, then that's all it needs to do. You know? So, I don't know. You're gonna get a, You're going to hear a lot of hate about this movie, and maybe some of it's accurate and everything. But from my standpoint, I thought it was pretty good. And I think if you're an MCU lover, then you're going to have to get on board with this movie eventually. So if you're time poverty struck like I am, you're going to have to start moving some sleep around and getting some shit done because you got to watch this movie because there are some questions that you're going to have and some answers you're going to get and some questions that we're all going to need to answer together after this movie. So with that in mind, I'll wrap it up here and I don't know, maybe if I can get somebody else to, uh, down and talk with him and me. I'm, I'm trying to think if I can get Nicole to, to come do a podcast with me here. See what she thinks about it. Get some alternate views on it. I think it'll be fun. Hmm. Or maybe if I can get one of my friends to watch it. Make some time for that. We're all pretty poverty-ish in one way or another. Time, money, energy, all that shit. Just the way things seem to go. But we'll get through it together. So I liked it. I hope you I hope you enjoy it and I hope you enjoy this podcast. If not, sorry. I mean, this is what I got. But there's more on the horizon and I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully we can go through it together. So, until next time, true believer.